Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. gentlemen live from the west coast it's time for ring talk live worldwide your inside look into combat sports so let it be written so let it be done brought to you by the wbo the world boxing organization pull up some dust and sit down and now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history i am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior i engaged in Pedro Fernandez. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Ladies and gentlemen, we are one week away from returning to the multi-million dollar sports pipeline studios. I made that decision today. I'm tired of recording at home. Everybody said, you know, be glad you built a little studio in the house. No, no, don't be glad. I want to go back to the, you know, the glitz, the glamour, the sports byline studios. I will be there for next week's show. No doubt about that. You are tuned to Ring. Who am I? You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm an award-winning boxing writer, four-time Golden Glove champion. Been your host now for 35, make that 36 plus years now, as Ring Talk is the longest-running boxing show, uh, combat sports show in history. Straight up, today there are some fights on TV. And they're going to be with the UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship, going down, as well as some controversy because of the fact that, you know, they're holding these fights sort of like in secret in some auditorium down in Fort Lauderdale or Jacksonville, something like that, down there in Florida, because the governor, Ron DeSantis, is giving them a green light. Because, you know, uh, professional wrestling and MMA are essential businesses as far as essential life is concerned in the state of Florida. Anyway, bottom line is the UFC is going to rock tonight, but not at, not until after one of the fighters weighed in like with the with the virus, so like they tested positive, so that wasn't too hot. So evidently they're having their problems, as is the White House. Everybody's having problems. This virus is not going away, not anytime sure. Anyway, the bottom line is we'll be joined today by boxing's PhD Socrates Palmer. Of course, we'll be talking in depth about the comeback of Mike Tyson, Iron Mike Tyson. I watched his last fight and I almost wanted to cry. It was against Kevin McBride. I could have kicked Kevin McBride's butt that day. There was absolutely no doubt in my mind. And he beat Mike Tyson. Oh, and Danny Williams before that. Oh, makes me want to cry. Anyway, bottom line is, Socrates Palmer, the PhD of boxing, will be here after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live, baby. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. 
clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Attention self-employed individuals, 1099 independent contractors, and small business owners. If you missed the first round of funding from the coronavirus relief program, you now have a second chance. But do not delay. Funds are limited and you need to take action right now. Thanks to new federal funding, you can receive an advance of up to $10,000 deposited directly into your bank account without ever talking to a bank. We're SBAQuick.com, and we're here to help. Call 888-SBA-NOW-8 to speak with a representative and learn if you or your small business qualify for funding. There's no obligation and no banks to deal with, so don't miss this opportunity. Call 888-SBA-NOW-8 and learn instantly how much money you can receive. That's 888-SBA-NOW-8 or visit SBAQuick.com. Call 888-SBA-NOW-8 and learn instantly how much money you can receive. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober and... All it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. I think that the Affordable Care Act, you know, as long as it wasn't a name of the Obamacare, it would pass. They made the test already. But the fact of the matter is, at the essence of it all, is people need health care. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing and MMA, combat sports, baby. Of course, this is the Saturday edition, Saturday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and of course, the American Forces Network, and SB Nation Sports. Now, and I was correct. Somebody shot me a text. Yeah, I'm going back to the studio next week. I'm bringing some Clorox with me. I'm bringing all kinds of good stuff, but I'm going back to the studio next week. That being said, we go from the West Coast to the East Coast and bring in the Bronx Bomber, boxing's only true PhD. I'm talking about Mr. Socrates Palmer. Mr. Palmer, how are you this afternoon, sir? I'm doing well, Pedro. How's everything with yourself? 
Everything's fine. I mean, you know, um, I, I see that a major record mogul, the guy that uh, started Uptown Records, one of those rap guys, yes. um, he passed away yes. from the virus. And I remember seeing him in a fight with P. Diddy about 15 or 20 years ago. Was it confirmed it was Corona? Uh, Mr. Harrell. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Harrell. Yeah, Andre Harrell, yeah. He, uh, a legend in, in the in the urban music, you know, and he accomplished a lot at a young age. Uh, helped a lot of groups. Uh, he's also uh, on the television side. I don't know if you remember a show, New York Undercover, with uh, Malik Yoba and uh, uh-huh. Michael DiLorenzo. He was an executive producer. I'm very sad to read that today, this morning. Uh, yeah. Listen, it's sad to read about anybody going before, because... Anybody going, period. And this virus is just taking people down left and right. But let's not let's not dwell on the negatives. Let's talk about the positives. Or, or is it a positive? Mike Tyson wants to come back. You know, in 1995, when he got out of jail, in 1995, he got out of jail. And Don King had a telephone number in uh, in Las Vegas. It was 702-89. And I'll just leave it at that. But I still remember the number number blah 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 every to the to the t in fact he still answers on occasion when he's in las vegas it's his las vegas home anyway mike tyson would pick up the phone after he got out of jail so we talked for like three months on the phone almost every night like for an hour 45 minutes sometimes and girls and boxing and girls and boxing and boxing and girls and there wasn't a whole lot of other than boxing and girls um, but you know, Don King put a head halted. I remember Don King grabbed the phone out of his hand one day, Socrates. And he said, Pedro, don't be calling Mike no more. And he hung up the phone. So that was the end of that. So, so, so Don put an end to that. What I'm trying to say is that here he was coming back in 1995. He was really somewhat humbled. Jail had humbled him. There was no doubt about it. Um, the, that period of incarceration, three and a half years was, would destroy a lot of people mentally, and he came out of it, I think, a little bit stronger than he went than he went in. Um, that being said, the Peter McNeely fight—I <laughs> can laugh about that one. Uh, the Peter, Mc, the Peter McNeely fight, the Buster Mathis fight, the Bruno fight, the Selden fight, the two Holyfield fights, the Boulder fight, the Orlando Norris fight—I was there. The Julian Francis fight—I didn't go to England for that one. The Lou Savarese fight—didn't go to Glasgow for that one. The Galata fight. That was amazing. That was in the palace in Auburn Hills. Of course, I did a show one there, one time there as a ring announcer with, uh, the great Emmanuel Stewart. And of course, he fought Brian Nielsen and he beat Brian and then he would fight Lennox Lewis in a much ill-advised fight. Of course, that was in what, 2002. He would struggle on a couple more years, but only win one more fight. That was against Clifford Eddian. Clifford Eddian was a guy that sort of looked like Mike Tyson, sort of like a, uh, a Mike Tyson uh, twin, but he couldn't yeah. lick a stamp if he weighed his tongue, basically. 24-1-1 was Eddie. And anyway, he fights Danny Williams next. And, and, and that was a little rough. I went to Louisville, Kentucky to watch this. You know, it's Muhammad Ali's hometown. And here I'm watching Mike Tyson get licked by a guy now the name of Danny Williams. Danny who? Anyway, so it, it wasn't over yet. I, I'm still still on the Tyson bandwagon as a member of the media. So I venture to Washington, D.C. I'm going to spend 10 days in the nation's capital on around June, uh, the beginning of June 2005. Mike Tyson's gonna fight at the MCI Center against Kevin McBride. McBride can't fight much. He's 32-4-1. If, if, if I said McBride was a stiff, that would be a, a compliment to McBride. Um, no, no knock on him, but that's just the way it was. You couldn't lick a stamp, you wet his tongue. So anyway, here's Mike Tyson basically quitting against Kevin McBride, and, and I almost wanted to come to tears, but this is just the way 
careers evolve. Boxing careers evolve. Guys get old, they lose, and they fight for money. Mike Tyson was fighting for money at that point in time. When I said to him, you know, a lot of people thought that you haven't had it since 1989, meaning the 93-second win over Carl the Tooth Williams in August of 1989 at Donald Trump's property in Atlantic City. And he said, you're right, I haven't had it since 1989. That being said, we fast forward from 1989, or take that back, 2005 to 2020, 15 years later, and Mike Tyson's contemplating a comeback, and I understand, Socrates Palmer, you're going to be in his corner. I would be honored to be in his corner. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Listen, at 53 years old, you know, am I, did I get giddy when I saw him hitting the myths on on Twitter and and on uh, Instagram? Of course I did. I mean, Mike Tyson is a part of my childhood. You know, the baddest man on the planet, probably at one point the most recognizable face in the world, uh, certainly in sports. And except Ali, then you except see the Ali. weight come off. And, and, well, yeah, at the time, right. You know, but, um, and then you see pictures of him looking svelte at 53. It's, I know it's a lot different than having someone punch you back. <laughs> and a lot of guys are great until they get hit, right? And to paraphrase his quote, uh, I don't know where to set, where to stand on it. If if he could pass a physical, and if he could be matched up properly, let's say, um, I'm not I'm, I'm not delusional. Like I've seen some quotes that oh, put him in against uh, Tyson Fury and and, uh, and uh, Deontay Wilder. No, but I hear Shannon Briggs is 48. Shannon Briggs likes attention. He's like Shannon he's Briggs has a big mouth. Hmm. Shannon Briggs has a big mouth. That, that that probably would make for a battle of the seniors there. You know, I did it. I televised the last real senior bout, and I'm thinking it's 2002, something like that. Larry Holmes knocks out Mike Weaver down in Mississippi for the Legends Heavyweight Championship. I kid you not. And it was it was an event, but you know, Mike Mike Weaver wasn't what he was at one point in time. Neither was Larry Holmes. But these two guys two guys got together, and because they both had declined, not. Uh, uh, tremendously, but they both had declined basically on an even level. It was a good little scrap there for a little bit until, my, until you know, Mike got caught on that right on the on the chin with that big right hand of Larry Holmes. Was that the same card? I mean, confusing. They had uh, Juan Laporte. I think he fought uh, Billy Costello. Was that no. that same? I no. remember some no. sort of like quote unquote legends show that they had, and I remember they fought. Um, you know. Exhibitions have been going on, for, you know, for decades. Um, Julio Cesar Chavez continues to do them. I, recently, uh, he fought uh, Arce, you know, two yeah. great Mexican warriors. You know, why would Mike fight? Money, of course. And, and I, actually, it's kind of sad to see. Um, I was Googling his <clears> net worth, <throat> and he's, I mean, obviously, whatever economic down times that he's, that he's, that he's had, it's his own doing. You know, he's only worth $3 million, you know, and, I mean, only, you know, I'm sure for a regular guy, $3 million is pretty good. I wish I had $3 million in the bank. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think, I really don't think he's broke. I really don't, I really think he's got a lot, I think he's got a fistful of money. When he got out of jail, I think I remember him telling me that he had $38 million in the bank or a hundred, it was either 38 or something, some maybe astronomical figure even bigger than that. 
But at the minimum, I think I heard him say $38 million in the bank. So that was in 1995. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think he lost it all since then. Of course, he's had his issues and paid his taxes and things like that. But Mike Tyson only worth three million bucks. And then on the flip side of that, um, you talked about a guy getting in shape at, you know, at 53. Um, if he was to fight another guy of relatively minimal skills, it might be competitive. I think so. I mean, you know, like I said, they both pass a legit physical, and it's a sanctioned fight. Let him go. You know, Shannon Briggs. Um, now you hear rumblings. Evander Holyfield wants to do the same thing. I saw James Tony. So, who knows? Oh, the enough people behind it. People, boxing and politics are very similar. You know, we're going to go to a break here. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Spotlight. When you said James Tony there, I almost wanted to get out the barf bag. I'll get to that after the break. You are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Ring Talk with Boxing's PhD, Socrates Palmer. Back with more after the break. Everyone says, I wish I was in your shoe. I wish I was in your shoe. The people, the hundreds of people that wish they were in my shoe don't know the That's tenth right. of it. If they were in my shoe, they would cry like babies. I'm just ready to get it on and crush this guy's skull. Well, I'm here to talk to my lawyer on that one. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. 
Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant Instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800 Four two six twenty three zero one, and he has a simple name, just Mister Wonderful. And here he comes. You know, Bobby. Some people would say just what you've just said to everybody out there. That that would be bragging. That that would just be thinking that you're cocky. Mm-hmm. But you know something? That's exactly right. The truth really hurts because Hulk Hogan, I have earned respect. I deserve respect. I was drafted in the NFL. I was in the College Football Hall of Fame. High School All-American. The greatest athlete to ever come out of the state of Florida. I've earned it. I deserve to be the next world heavyweight champion. You see, Hulk Hogan, the difference between you and I is that I'll do anything at any cost to get something I want. I'll even sell my own family down the river for one reason. And that's our world's heavyweight belt. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. How about that? Little kayfabe there. I miss the world of kayfabe, folks. These folks talking about wrestling being fake on TV and, like, admitting it, that sort of just kills the entire thing because suspended, you know, it was all about, like, like, like you believe me in the president, you know what I mean? Like, you believe in something that's not real. So that's what wrestling was all about. Hopefully, AEW is trying to bring this back as far as professional wrestling is concerned. But according to my man Hannibal of HannibalTV.com, check him out. He is a former professional wrestler. He's going to be on the show a week from tomorrow. We'll spend almost an hour together. We'll talk pro wrestling. We'll talk MMA. We'll talk more about this tomorrow. But the bottom line is one week from tomorrow. Hannibal TV will be live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Now, back to the Bronx and the Bronx Bomber, Mr. Socrates Bomber. Of course, Mike Tyson talking about comebacks and hasn't fought since 2004. I was looking through the heavyweight top 10 right now, the heavyweight top 25 right now. I wouldn't put in with anybody other than the two guys you mentioned. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, Mike has nothing to prove as far as his legacy. I mean, all the fighters... In the top ten, none of them will be a pimple on Mike's family in, in terms of the global impact that he had in boxing. You know, Mike Tyson was a phenomenon. He's a Hades comic. And as quickly as he rose, that's how fast he burned out. You know, Mike, yeah. Mike's legacy is intact. And, you know, if Mike can make some dollars, make some people happy, I, I, I know I'd be watching when he gets in the ring. So, um, November 1987, he wins the title against Trevor Verbeek in the second round, and Muhammad Ali says to Larry Helm, says to Larry Merchant, 
Yeah, he looks okay, but how long can he hold it? He lasted about two years, two years and four or five months, I believe, holding the championship before the meltdown February of 1990 in uh, Tokyo. Now, another guy I wanted to come back. Oscar De La Hoya wants to rumble with Conor McGregor. Um, you know, I'm not a big Oscar fan, but I wouldn't mind seeing Oscar get a lick by this Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor guy because I think he's stronger, he's younger, he's going to be bringing it, and I just think the outward aggression – I just don't think Oscar De La Hoya is enough of a puncher to keep this guy off him. So do you think it really happens then? So you, we're going to analyze it like it really happens? Um, as greedy as De La Hoya is, yeah. Yeah, I, I, Dana White yesterday in his press conference kind of, you know, laughed it off. Uh, he said, I think he mockingly said, did Oscar say we're going to be a two-round fight or something? Um, mm. I don't know, Pete. Uh, Conor McGregor was carried... I want to say, in that Mayweather fiasco. Um, Mm -hmm. I just can't see a guy who, unless overnight, you know, he turns into Barry McWiggan or something. I can't see him, you know, even as old as Oscar is. Oscar was a bad boy. And I'm, you know, in in his prime. And I have to believe that just his fundamentals, he'd be able to bust up Connor in a, in a, in a real fight. You know, not in some, Mm Let's carry the guy. I, I can't, you know, like Mike Tyson okay. said, a guy with primitive skills. You know, I can't see him. Primitive, primitive, primitive skills, Socrates, but but young, younger and stronger. Yeah, younger. And I mean, yeah. And 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 and, he, and he's all about aggression in this and that. And and there's one thing. I mean, Manny Pacquiao opened up that can of ass whoop on 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 Oscar De La Hoya with just sheer aggression, and it like. He was done. Like after like a round, a round or two, you see, you know, Oscar's not going to win this fight. Um, he doesn't handle aggression well, and I just don't think that. I, I you know, the fact that McGregor's going to be probably throwing punches from a million different angles and that kind of good stuff. Anyway, I, I just would see that that would be compelling to an extent because of the fact that they're both they both have star name uh, factor, no doubt about that. Tonight, the USC rocking and rolling. Um, of course, even after one fighter tested positive for uh, the virus. Um, but the bottom line is they're going to go with Tony Ferguson and Justin Gates for an interim lightweight championship. The best fighter pound for pound of all of mixed martial arts. They don't know it. A lot of people don't put him down. They don't realize he's a two-division champion, but he is the 125-pound and the 135-pound champion, Henry Cujudo, uh 2008 Olympic bronze. Take that back, Olympic gold medalist as a wrestler, a freestyle wrestler in the United States. So he hasn't taken the punishment that these other guys have taken as far as the MMA is concerned. And he's going to take on the comebacking Dominic Cruz. And I, 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 I want to scratch my head, but I don't think Dominic Cruz has fought in three years. I'll check it in a minute. But bottom line is USC's got something going on here. I mean, they're going to put this, put this event on behind closed doors. There won't be anybody in the arena in this and that. Is it a good idea to you after the one fighter tested positive yesterday, Sock? I mean, how would you, how would you weigh in on that? I know I'd be nervous if I was in that locker room because, you know, his, his cornerman, uh, I believe also tested, uh, asymptomatic, you know, um, I, the little bit that I know about this disease that you can have symptoms of it and not necessarily show the outward, uh, signs of sneezing, coughing and fever and whatnot. But if I was the other fighters, I'd be kind of nervous. Like, hey, I, I ate lunch with this guy the other day or something like that, you know. Um, <laughs> I believe he's, you know, like stuff like that. We, but you know what? Fighters are wired different, you know. And I think the, 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 the night of right now, all those guys that are getting ready to get it on tonight, 
I'm sure they're focused on their fight. And should it go forward? We're going to find out. You know, at, at this, I believe that we're living in a trial and error in this, as we're dealing with this pandemic. I don't think there's a... Exactly. I just agree with you right there. I think we're living in, 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 there's no trial. There's nothing but error here. I mean, the bottom line is if you study the 1918 flu, when, uh, when the social distancing ended after World War One, people went out and celebrated World War One in the streets, and that sort of caused the pandemic to come back a second time. So what I'm trying to say is they expect us to come back in the fall. And the fact that people are socializing together, I mean, people out here in California, man, they're like, it ain't no big thing. And to me, I'm still freaking out. I mean, I, I just am. A, listen, people laugh. People, young people have said to me, hey, if I get it, it's only a cold, this and that. There's no guarantee on that one, okay? There's absolutely no guarantee on that one. And too many people are dying. And not and not only, you know, if you don't die, the damage that it can do to your lungs, the permanent damage you can do to your lungs, would be like life, lifetime emphysema, COPD, symptoms like that. I mean, it's just, it's just not pretty. Anyway, when I'm still starting to advocate for people, and I know I'm standing here like a, like like an old man that I am is to still stay home if you can and still try to avoid people as much as you can. And you know, and so I saw a guy shaking hands yesterday, and I told you all, I I used to freak out about handshakes after Archie Moore told me, "Where do you think that guy's hands been?" Okay, so I'm not a big <laughs> I'm not a big handshake freak, but now I, I see people shaking hands still, sock. Yeah, listen, I think it's going to definitely heighten our awareness of of being conscious of our health and, and just stuff that we take for granted, you know, washing our hands more. There's going to be less social interaction. Uh, look, I, I'm, I'm going to watch this fight tonight. Um, these guys have bills to pay. I'm not paying them for them. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to say, and you know, hey, <laughs> you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You know what I'm saying? So you, you're, taking, you're taking your life into your hands as a career that he chose anyway to begin with. So, you know, the stuff that, that you and I, uh, you know, well, not you, because you actually fought. I, I just trained. You know, the normal guy can't relate. You know, the normal guy that's a bus driver can't relate to a professional combat fighter. You know, so I support it. But supposedly they're, you know, doing the, the proper uh, safety protocols. They've gotten the okay from the mayor and the governor. And I guess we'll find out if in the month, Half the roster is sick, you know, if it was a good idea or not. But it's going to, I'm sure the world will be watching because the other professional leagues are, are, are trying to get back into into the swing of things, baseball and football. And, you know, uh, we're going to find out. Um, a world without fans at, at games is going to be a reality probably to the end of the year. You know, that, um, that, well, I'd be admit, the, 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 Go on. I, I'm sorry. I, I just. I'm sorry, I need to cut you off. We had a passing in boxing here in New York, Jimmy Glenn, a uh, long-time, just a great guy. Trainer, trainer, cup man. He owned the best old-school bar uh, over in the Times Square area in Manhattan. Jimmy Glenn passed away at 89 years of age. A, a mentor and a great guy, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. Well, you know what? I, I give him his props, and we will play Taps for him next week, all right? Sounds good to me, Pedro. Thank you. Stay safe. Love you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. The greatest, folks. Boxing's only PhD, Mr. Socrates Palmer, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Next up, Ring Talk Live Worldwide takes a different turn. We look at the world of 
Roberto Duran. Manos de Pietra, Hands of Stone, after the break. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have Debt Destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877 877- 360-0402. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. Now more Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez. If you weren't feeling nauseous, it's time to feel nauseous. Get out the barf bag. Andy Louise is back in the news. That's right. Andy Ruiz, the former heavyweight champion of the world. God, it makes me, it pains me to even say that. 
that fat pig, that slob that, that, I mean, first of all, he showed up for the first fight looking like, you know, a fat pig, right? And he performed admirably considering the fact that, you know, he was a prohibitive, prohibitive underdog and he came in at the last minute. But then you go with the rematch and what happens? He gains like 75 pounds. So he has to take off 35 pounds in training and he comes in at about 285 pounds. Bottom line is he's fatter than a pig. You can stick a fork in him and he might pop. Okay. Talk about Auntie Louise. The guy's supposed to be the world heavyweight champion, the first ever Mexican American world heavyweight champion. And Mexico is so proud of their champions, so proud of their, uh, of their boxing. It's like it's folklore. And yet this guy was able to get away with it. It's like, so the people don't want to believe what he did. He, he was a fraud. He was just a fraud. And he took the Mexican people for a ride. He told them he was going to be in shape. And then when he took off his shirt and he was 283 pounds, I said to myself, good Lord, he just pulled off a Buster Douglas here. And what do I mean by Buster Douglas? Of course, I'm talking about Buster Douglas after beating Mike Tyson in 1990, fought Evander Holyfield. And where was, where was Buster Douglas two nights before the fight? The day before the weigh-in? I caught him in the sauna eating pizza from the California Pizza Kitchen two days before the fight. Of course, weighing in at some some astronomical weight, considering uh, he gained like 15 or 20 pounds after the Mike Tyson fight as far as his fighting weight is concerned. But Buster went up to over, over 300 pounds. In other words, guys can't handle the fact that they pulled off this great upset, and they are the man, the world heavyweight champion, like Mike Tyson, like Muhammad Ali said about Mike Tyson. Yeah, he's... He's, he's a great fighter and he's done well, but how long can he last? How long can you handle the pressure? Obviously, Auntie Louise couldn't handle the pressure. Anyway, he has officially joined Team Canelo and will be trained by Eddie and Chepo Reynoso. I mean, I guess these guys are going in it for the money. I hope he's getting paid by the pound. I hope he's getting paid by the pound. Cause that, cause he, he doesn't deserve to be in boxing. He just doesn't. He should be banished. He should have been ran out of the sport. I mean, they should have been waiting for him. When he got out of that ring in Saudi Arabia, the, the boxing police should have been there. The boxing establishment should have sent the cops over there and said, you know what? We're arresting you for impersonating not a heavyweight champion, but a heavyweight boxer. Because you're not a boxer, pal. You're just a fat piece of work. That's all you are. At the end of the day, I'm never going to give him props. You people keep sending me emails and texts and this and that. Lay off Auntie Louise. Actually, you guys call him Andy. I'm not going to call him Andy Louise. I'll call him Auntie Louise until the day he dies. Bottom line is he's a pig, and and I don't mean that in, in a dirty way. I mean he's taken. He's he's greedily. He's his his greedy ambitions have allowed him to sell himself short and to take your money. Because he went out there and he told these Mexican fans that he was going to be in great shape this and that, and then he showed up looking like. He looking like he what he looked like. What can I say? I mean, I mean, he would have had a problem. He, he'd have had a problem. Listen, he was so fat, he would have a hard time finding that one appendage. You know what I'm talking about? That's below his belly button. That's how fat he was. There's no doubt about it. Anyway, the end of Andy Ruiz tonight. We roll with the USC. Of course, that's going to rock and roll. USC 240. And I talked about that. Dominic Cruz, of course, been off four years coming back to challenge Henry Cudo, which means he's going to leave. He's going to be, listen, Henry's going to be arrested after the fight for domestic violence. No doubt about that. I know styles make fights and Cruz is big and long and lean, but four years off in the cage, he's in trouble. Now to the subject at hand. Manos de Pietra. Roberto Duran, of course. June what? June 21st, 1951. June 22nd, 1951. That's his birthday, of course. 60, 60 years old now, 69 years old now. Rocking and rolling in Panama. He's been shooting a lot of videos as far as the virus is concerned and knocking out the virus and all kinds of good stuff. So he's doing his thing as far as public relations are concerned. But I want to take you back in time 
to where Duran was Duran. Bill Gallo will talk about him here. Bert Sugar will talk about him here. Ron Borges will talk about him here. Just some of the pronounced personalities discussing the great Roberto Duran. Ladies and gentlemen, beyond the glory, hands of stone. I have in my office a picture of Ray Arcel handling Benny Leonard. And on the bottom is a picture of Ray Arcel handling Roberto Duran, 60 years apart. Here's a man who trained the two greatest lightweights in the history of the ring. Fight fans love a puncher. Fight fans love somebody who has that jungle intensity, the, the Dempsey, the Duran. Duran was fighting a guy that I knew named Benny Huertas, who came from the The TVS Television Network. He was a good, very technical fighter. Duran destroyed him. And I said, holy God, look, who is this guy? And we soon found out he was the greatest lightweight of maybe of the century. Within the year, he's fighting Ken Buchanan, the lightweight championship. Buchanan's a cutie. Buchanan is a good technician. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Duran took him apart. By the 13th round, a battered Buchanan had to spit out his mouthpiece many rounds earlier in order to breathe. And Duran just lets go with one right to the cojones. And Johnny Lobianco, the referee who hadn't seen anything, and Lobo or anything, is just, you know, waving it off. Meanwhile, here's Buchanan in agony. 135 pounds. He was as good as it's ever been. He was, you know, and he just got better with every fight. He was a brilliant defensive fighter. People never think of him as that. But it was very hard to hit him. He could punch. He was tough. If you ever saw Roberto Duran fight, you never forgot it. Because he was, he was a different act. He was like a, like a thunderstorm coming across the ring at you. I don't know of any other fighter who was quite that wild in the ring, and yet he was in control of himself as a boxer. This was a man is still the hero of the Latino boxing camp. Didn't matter. He's Panamanian, he's Mexican, and Puerto Rican. He's Roberto Duran. As a lightweight, I think he was unbeatable as a lightweight. Although he had his greatest fight, oddly enough, as a welterweight. One, that first shot with uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. And so the first... It was just amazing because it rained like crazy. And people put the garbage bags on top of their head. And oh, it was torrential. And then Duran walked out and it stopped raining. And of course, the fight was legendary. There were several of us at ringside waiting for the fighters to come in the ring and and Joe Frazier happened to be sitting with us. And uh, Duran comes in, and he's snarling and sneering and looking. And we said to Joe Frazier, Joe, who does that remind you of? Because Frazier was similar to that, not quite as wild, but similar. And Joe took the question very seriously. And he looked, and he's looking at Duran. And he goes on from like 30 to 40 seconds, and finally says, yeah, he reminds me of somebody, Charles Manson. And Duran. He was Roberto Duran against the undefeated, ever popular Ray Leonard. Beats him from pillar to post. Second round drives him across the ring. 
Gives him a whooping. He came out like a man who was not going to lose, and you saw it in him. He was ferocious. He was clever. He almost bullied Sugar Ray Leonard, and he just had great glee in beating him. Leonard, of course, was a pretty boy, and a lot of critics said, "Oh, when he's in a real tough fight, he'll fold. He's got no heart. He's too pretty." And Leonard went out that night to show the world that he could fight Duran on his terms, and it was an incredible 15 rounds. No knockdowns. I don't think there was any any blood, but it was magnificent. And both men, the height of their skills, and they they put on a tremendous fight. He allowed Duran to dictate the moment, because Duran knew you couldn't win a boxing match against Ray Leonard, but you could win a fight. Well, Leonard got sucked into that, and pretty soon. It went from a boxing match to a fight.、Uh, yet even at that, if you watch it, it was a lot closer fight than people think. He lost, and it was a crushing blow to him. He he couldn't conceive of such a thing. So it's devastating for any undefeated fighter to kind of put things back in perspective, to get back to who he is and who he was, because he has to deal with losing. And very few fighters can come back from that, from that loss, from that devastation. Ray Charles Leonard, boxing writer Bill Gallo, of course the the icon of Ring Magazine, Bird Sugar, and the Boston Globe writer, I believe he was included in there as well. Ron Borges. Ron uniquely was the guy that bet on Buster Douglas before the Mike Tyson Buster Douglas fight when Douglas was like a thirty-seven to one underdog. I kid you not. The guy from the Boston Herald, and he bet a few underdogs now and then, but he bet he bet he bet. He, he bet Douglas, and that sort of made him a bit of a legend, no doubt about that. Thirty-seven to one, and I think he bet a thousand dollars on Buster Douglas. A thousand bucks at thirty-seven to one, you know what that means? Thirty-seven thousand dollar payoff. Now back to Roberto Duran. Pound for pound, I think he was the greatest fighter of all time. And you know, I may be redundant in saying that, but I just do. One hundred and three wins, sixteen losses. He was stopped four times, seventy KOs. But for the most part. <clears throat> You know, the last ten, twelve years of his career, he was just fighting for money and you know using his name. I mean, the bottom line is he was done after that Barkley fight in eight, nineteen eighty nine. Never sort of rose to the heights that he did that night. Of course, a twelve round win over a guy that was six foot one, weighing like almost at two hundred pounds. We're talking about Iran Barkley, the Blade, who ended up later later fighting as a heavyweight and defeating at one point in time Jerry Cotsia, the ex WBA heavyweight title holder out of South Africa. So Barkley was a big dude. The Blade was a big dude. He was the biggest middleweight I ever saw in my life. I remember the night I met him. It was June of 1988. He had just knocked knocked out Tommy the Hitman Hearns, <clears throat> I think, in the third or the fourth round in Las Vegas at the Hilton. And I said to him, I said, uh, uh, "Hello, Iran." I said, "My name is Pedro." He goes, "Although my name is Iran, I never did." And he never, I mean, he never did. That dude just never ran. But that 12-round fight, losing, especially getting knocked down by that four-punch combination, the 11th round, that sort of sealed his fate as far as he and Duran were concerned. And of course, Duran would fight one time more. Uh, against Sugar Ray Leonard, and that was an ill-advised fight because they both weren't. You know, they were, I mean, you talk about maybe Mike Tyson fight nowadays, and maybe if you got a guy that was 48 years old and he was 53 years old, it could be competitive. But at that one point in time, Duran, you know, after the Barkley fight, he he was Duran. He got fat again, and this time he couldn't get off the weight. He looked soft. He looked rolly. He looked poly. It was cold outside. That December 1989 night was not a kind night for Duran. They put a blanket on Sugar Ray Leonard. Duran was over there freezing in his corner. So poor cornerman, but not that it would have made any difference. 
Okay, that night, Ray Leonard was just a far better athlete than Roberto Duran was at that point in time. Of course, Duran would fight. God, just, he just, he just kept going. I mean, he wouldn't stop. He fought Vinny, Vinny, uh, Vinny Pazienza a couple of times, but I think he ended things, I think he's ended things with Hector Camacho in 2001. Of course, the late Harlem Heckler. I miss him. Of all the guys who used to call on the phone and get crazy stuff out of him, that, that used to be, I used to love doing it, especially when he was high. It was always fun to call when he was high. And you knew when he was high. Pedro! Yes, the macho man. Anyway, bottom line is one time he called my ex-wife and told her, why are you such a B-I-T-C-H? Eh, I didn't say that, but that's what he was implying. And he was right. Anyway, bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the Saturday edition live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, SB Nation Sports, iTunes, Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com. I can keep going. There's like a thousand different internet platforms. The bottom line is you can always find us at SportsByline.com, Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. But if you don't know it by now, what can I say? Thank you, Pedro. You want tomorrow? I'll be right. You gonna run tomorrow morning? <laughs> Five thirty. I'm leaving tomorrow at ten. I'll run with you tomorrow morning. Okay, babe. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. 
Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Now more of Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez. But he has a shock in store for him. He has two great chances, Slim and none, and Slim's out of town. The wire-haired wonder, the king of that, Mr. Mr. Don King. I love him. People hate him. People absolutely despise that man. People say to me, I saw a picture of you and Don King. I saw you and Don King on television a bunch of years ago. What were you doing on TV with Don King? Well... I was on TV with Don King. I mean, I was working for Don King Productions, and that was probably Don King Television. Straight up, I had a wonderful time working for the wire-haired wonder going all over the world. I mean, everywhere he sent me, he sent me first class. And sometimes, he, I remember a couple times where I would cash in the first class ticket, not like Rocky Marsano, fly for free, but I would buy a coach ticket instead and save like a grand. I put a grand, an extra grand in my pocket. He found out one time I thought he was going to kill me. He said, that was pretty slick. Bottom line is, after that point, I think he just booked me business and not first class. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I want to thank you. Of course, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the Saturday edition. We're calling Saturday, May the 9th, 2020. Uh, this is your one-hour edition, of course, live on Sports Byline, coming to you from these Sports Byline studios. Actually not, coming to you from my bedroom. And this is last Saturday I'm coming to you from my bedroom because I'm going into the studio next week with my, my, my Clorox bleach and my sprayers and my and my all that kind of good stuff, the mash, you name it, I'm ready to go next week. I'm tired of doing radio from home. I just, I mean, I did radio from home for about 18 years at one point in time in the late 80s, early 90s, through the 1990s, man. But that just got tiring. And the bottom line is you just can't get up for uh, a broadcast. I don't think you can get up for a broadcast doing a remote than you, as you can in the studio. Plus, the air quality is a little bit better. Bottom line is, next week, Ring Talk Live Worldwide returns to the multi-million dollar sports byline studios in San Francisco Financial District. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Sunday, the Sunday edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, that Sunday, of course, May the 10th, will come to you with Ray Arcel, a bit of Ray Arcel. Ray Arcel was a trainer who was beaten over the head with a pipe and had to retire from training boxers. Then he'd come back with, guess who? Roberto Duran, the great Roberto Duran. Bottom line is, he's got a wonderful story to tell. That and the godfather Larry Merch tomorrow on the Sunday edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, right here on Sports Byline. Till next time, peace, love, and a ton of respect. Yeah.